What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from not West End. Nope. Amen. <laughs> but we are in my backyard under under the uh, the lights of the Edison bulbs. Got a TV going with the with a game. West End is still open at this time. It uh, is. We, 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 never, we never record on a Saturday night. We don't. Uh, we always do Sunday night whenever I work. But, uh, you know, with the games going on, we're going to be start opening up later as well. And then with tomorrow being Easter, to timestamp it, you know, I just wanted to make Saturday a little bit easier for, for you and I and our guest. Yep. So we have a guest with us again tonight. Man, we're like month after month after month. We're, we're blowing through like just awesome guests. That's true. Just I'm excited about one this after one. another. So I will say, since we are outside, you will hear a uh, like a, a crow every once in a while, maybe a, a, a cigar pulpit, <laughs> a bird sound. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear a bird. You'll hear the the lone biker, Everly Grace by showing his tune of Harley Davidson attire. It's Does, just <laughs> is your neighborhood full of Harley <laughs> Davidson owners? Because no. I thought you lived in a retirement village. I, I my do. Friend. I pretty much do. But you know, I, I bump up next to. A non-retirement village home <laughs> with all those like uh, just the the uh, the the swine and the everything so, of Saline so a couple County. things because I came down I had to drive down this is my first time at the uh, at the house so it is first of all a very nice place uh-huh. and you, you you chose well um, first of all half mile from the from the tattoo shop. Yeah, so it's it's right there, the barber shop, the right. my favorite I mean, Mexican place. I yep. mean, it's just very convenient. It's, it's all right there. <clears throat> and second of all, uh, you have to have a code to get into your neighborhood. Yeah, you. You I, told me that. I just didn't I believe did, it. You didn't believe that I actually live right. in a gated community. Yes, you're you're a bougie motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's official. Um, uh, you you have to get a. Yes. You have to type in a code to get into yes. your neighborhood. But now you know the code, so if you ever want to come in, I do. you know where I am. So. Yeah, we're com- I'm coming. Yeah, oh, sure, no. <laughs> so just if you want to come see Aaron, text me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm fine with it. I have enough cigars I need to blow through, so anybody who wants to come over, just, yeah. You have an t- awesome backboard setup. Show me, uh, me a text. It's sweet. You have an owl sitting on a table. Uh, that would like uh, some gas to smoke with it. I can tell <laughs> that owl needs to go up in the corner because it does. I, I'm not used to wildlife yet. And we bump up against woods. You do. So it's just like, wow, there's a lot of fucking birds. Yeah. And uh, I don't want my area covered in bird shit. So it's like, how do I get rid of it? So, like some old timers said snakes and owls. So I was like, all right, I can get a fake owl and it's, yeah. It's, so you didn't get fake snakes. Can't man. The only thing I, the only place I can find those are like toy stores, but there's not a toy store in little rock anymore. So I don't know. So I would actually re- recommend live snakes and just. You know what? Um, I'm totally cool with that. I used to have a boa. Really? Yeah. I'm down. I, would, I, don't, a big I don't think, python I don't think maybe Mo would do in that. In your backyard, maybe just, uh, you know, like a 20-foot <laughs> python maybe back yeah. there. Yeah, maybe that. But uh, let's get to tonight's show. We are welcomed in by a guy who's kind of taken over the cigar world. We're seeing a lot of his stuff out there. Um, some nice you know, keeping up with the cigar industry with some news. So we have the blend news. We have Evan Gonsolo with us tonight, man. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks, guys. You know, you just saying that I'm coming up and I'm getting big in the cigar industry, you're just inflating my ego already. <laughs> like, I don't know. You can't start this high, you know? Hey, hey, you've made it to the straight cut show. You're, <laughs> it's, it's all downhill from here. Yeah. That's right. I've reached the pinnacle. I've reached the pinnacle. Talk about, talk about big head now, huh? <laughs> I got to say the one thing though, with the show is like, you guys have the sweetest intro of any podcast and you don't even get to hear it. If you're a guest, I just want all the listeners to know that <laughs> you don't get to hear the sweet intro. The, uh, you the, just get to hear Harley Davidson's. 
luckily nothing has gone by yet. So, yeah. but I, I expect that to uh, to change. But uh, so we're all smoking the same thing tonight. We haven't done that with a guest, I guess, since probably Blackbird. But we, it was all different. But uh, we're smoking the new Tatawahe LLE Kappa Especial. Yeah. Um, it just came out. I know, like Half Wheel had a write up on it. We got a few boxes over at uh, West End. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I've, this is my, so this is my second one. This is y'all's two first, correct? Correct. That's correct. So. And just, I don't even like Tatawahe's. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> oh, come on. Blasphemer. <laughs> um, oh man. He, no, he is the biggest Tatawahe guy. There's, yeah, I, no, there's, I love Tatawahe. I think it's, it's either between you and Rhino who is the bigger one. And I'm you're right. I'd probably say you is probably, you're, you're probably the yeah, bigger Yeah, I'm one. a huge Tatawahe. But this one is a, uh, six and three quarter by. 50, no, six, six and three quarter by 42 box press. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way this is a 52. 42. <laughs> I can't read my own handwriting. Um, <laughs> Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan binder filler, and that's it. That's all we know about it, really. Um, are there a lot of Tatawais that are Sumatra I, wrappers? I don't think so. When I when I, I think, just well, think through When that. I think there's Sumatra, I don't think Tatawai. Really. I don't either. So... But uh, yeah, yeah. It's starting nicely. It's got it's got some interesting flavors. It is not a traditional. It's not your traditional traditional tap by far. No, nope. absolutely no, not. no. It's nope. actually a little bit less full, I think, than what I what I typically expect. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, since I've already had it before, I'll you know I won't jump the gun on the notes and everything. But uh, I've enjoyed it off the one time I had it, and I'm looking enjoying it right now. I will say I'm enjoying the last of the Talleyrand. Are you? Yes. You offered some to me, and I... And you said no, so I said, poured the rest. Actually, good. I left a little bit for Mo. Because she, Mo's going to come out here and smoke her cigar as well shortly. Awesome. So, And she's going to bring us some Cuban delights. She brings some some uh, some Cuban from Porto's. Uh, she got a deliver, delivery of that, so looking forward yeah, to that. Looking she, forward to that, too. She, that's her favorite bakery from out in California, and nice. she always talks about it. And So I'm going to actually have some for the first time tonight, and you will, too, and yep. looking forward to that. But Wow. That sounds magical. I mean, it's just is... me in my garage <laughs> with a decaf coffee. God, God. Good time for decaf. Though. If you if you if you make it out to Arkansas, yeah. um, Mark will give you my gate code, and uh, I will. Sweet, we can go from yeah. there. Sweet. Yes. I'm doing I'm doing a decaf tonight because so every Friday I have guys over to smoke cigars, and last night I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do whiskey. I'm just coming off this cold, the COVID vaccine. You know, I'm just going to drink Dr Pepper with cream soda. Went through three bottles of Dr. Pepper with cream soda last night and then could not sleep until 2 a.m. <laughs> yes. So I was like, it's decaf coffee. That's it. I I do love me the Dr. Pepper with cream soda, though. I'm yeah. not going to lie. That stuff pairs yeah. well. with. It is remarkable how well that pairs with cigars. It's the 23 flavors. You'll find fucking no, something in yeah. there to, but I'm to talking, get a cigar. In particular, the Dr. Pepper cream soda, for some reason, I think hits cigars extremely well. Well, I can't find it anywhere. It was like uh, like a Willy Wonka like golden ticket search for me to get this stuff. My wife <laughs> randomly surprised me with it from Target one day, and it was like the pinnacle of my week. Um, but I think really it's like you get the 23 flavors, right, which is the kind of argument for Dr. Pepper with cigars. But then the cream soda takes it to the next level because, like, I feel like a lot of the cigars people are into, you want that, you know, that creaminess. And so yeah. it just pairs perfect. You know, yeah. my dad does it with uh, – the with Dr. Pepper uh, diet, which I think just kills the whole thing. I, I'm not a diet guy, but to each their own. See, I'm a big diet Dr. Pepper guy, and I uh, and I do. But 
I, I understand that, but I think the Dr. Pepper cream soda thing is remarkable. Well, and it has become a strangely cult thing within the cigar industry because I, I know Ronnie was searching for it wildly. And when we all met up in St. Louis, they had it at the other hotel, and there was, there might have been a fist the, the, fight over the, it. The cream soda stuff? Yeah, the Dr. Pepper cream soda, and there might have been a fist yeah. fight over it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. People used to smuggle Cub- Cubans back to the U.S., but now it's Dr. Yeah, Pepper so, with cream see, soda. I've, I've never liked Dr. Pepper. It, it tastes... What's wrong with you? It tastes like old fruit. Like, there's just something about it. I've never liked it. Wow. There's a lot of things wrong with you, but that <laughs> might be the top of the list. If that, you're gonna have to add that to your your technical cigar terms list is like it tastes old fruit, like old fruit. Old fruit. Yes. <laughs> I, I I'll try that. I'll try that out this week. See how that yeah. bo- see how that goes. Well, over. for the record, and this will disappoint the cigar world. Little Rock, Arkansas, the Kroger on Chanel, um, is never out of Dr Pepper cream soda. <laughs> just, oh. just gonna let I'm you know. I'm sensing a new business for you guys. <laughs> I'm sensing it. Twenty dollars a, a case. Yeah, I'll sh- hell, I'll ship whatever. Right. I'll, I'll be I'll be the Dr. P- Dr. Pepper mule. <laughs> you know, cocaine was big in the eighties. I can yeah. do Dr. Pepper in the twenty twenties. You're gonna have to stick that up your ass. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus. You only only get a couple bottles at that point, you know, man. As as long as they don't want two liters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember three liters? Do they still make three liter bottles anymore? I don't remember three liters, but people down here said three liters. I wonder if it was because of the tax situation. I, I don't, don't remember it, three it, liters. Because it had the, like the big boy mouth on it, too. I don't remember those at all. Yeah. I would have eaten those. I have not, I've not seen that. It might be a Midwest thing. I don't know. Because yeah. And a soda, a soda bottle with a big boy mouth sounds yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it's yes. one of those. I mean, it, it's, yeah. Evan, where are you out of? Massachusetts. Okay. <clears throat> For about some reason, an, I About an Florida. hour south of Boston. Okay. No, no. I just get the uh, I get that heat in the summer, but then I get abysmal cold uh, in the winter. So You're a little right. bit of both. So Aaron's originally from Kansas City. I'm from Illinois. We're we're aware of like the worst of all seasons equation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now we just have like uh, three seasons of summer in Arkansas. Uh, a mainly a, a lot of like one season of fall, of winter, and then like a week and a half of fall and spring. Right. And that's yep. it. Yeah. But baseball. Well, I think. Yeah. Fall is getting shorter and shorter. That's like the one season we're losing. It's like my favorite season. Yeah. And now I can't even say it's my favorite season. I'm like, oh, that was my favorite half a month. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of spring. I was commenting today yes. that I love spring because things like start to grow. You, I love the heat. Yeah. That's fucking weird, man. I'm the one fat guy who thinks, <laughs> you know what would be great is if it was really humid at 100 yeah, degrees you, today. You, you know what's great if I have like boob sweat. That's oh, what I, I want. I love boob sweat. <laughs> fucking gross you know you know that you have central you must have central air at your house that was the only way you would make that statement I love, of course i have central air in my house i have a wife who likes it 68 yeah. degrees meanwhile i'm sitting in front of my window ac with sheets over my head <laughs> just praying for it to end i do remember those days though yeah but i mean 110 arkansas those uh those days fucking suck although uh thinking of steven and and tim down in uh, uh, West Texas or East oh, Texas, God, yeah. I was. I remember flying in for the first time in, to Houston, Texas, in the heat, and was like, landed, got off the plane, and went, "What in the fuck is there, going there's on?" There's always some place hotter. There's always some place. No, colder. there's no place hotter in Houston. I don't. I mean, no. So, so I have like you've already we've already identified the fact that I am not one for heat or humidity, specifically humidity. My wife and I, after we got married, we just chose on, on a whim to go to uh, Savannah, Georgia, 
That <laughs> was unreal. Yeah. I got off the airplane and was like, August what 2? have I done? <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was uh, late June, so it was like just as July hit. Oh, there's a helicopter. And, and, I, and I chose it. Oh, yeah, we get the helicopter. No motorcycles, the helicopter, though. Yeah, they're repelling. But, yes. <laughs> but Savannah, I literally felt like I was walking through, like, a, uh, a pool everywhere yes. I walked. And, like, yeah. oh, man, it was that was brutal. When I, I lived in Hawaii for a couple months back in 2002, 2003, something like that. And I remember going to the beach for a luau, and the locals were, like, apologizing to me for, for it being so hot. And it was, it was the middle of July, and it was like maybe 76, nice ocean breeze, and oh. I'm apologizing. I'm like, listen, I just came from Little Rock, Arkansas, <laughs> or where right now it's 103 with 95% humidity. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, this is like, fun. I'm not moving yeah, back. Yeah, that sounds like a dream. Yeah, I'm not moving back. And then I realized, like, oh, wow, it's really expensive to live here. Right. And then I moved back. Right. Yeah. It's the temperature's fine, but it's triple. A loaf of bread, ten bucks. You know, twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? That's, what I, that's one of those places in my mind that just always existed as like a dream destination that no one ever goes to. You're like, where do you want to go one day? You're like Hawaii. Well, like that's it. I don't know. I don't know anyone that lives there. I don't know anyone that's gone there. It was it's just a fantasy place. I, I liked it, but I mean, I can only. I don't like the ocean. I don't like ocean bo- big open bodies of water. That freaks me out. That's my phobia. And then I am ginger as hell, so I burn easy. So, like, yeah, I don't – I ne- I was never going to make the, it a the, surfer. The grass skirts, did they pair well with the beard? <laughs> well, <laughs> luckily then I didn't have much of a beard. I, it was like more peach fuzz than anything. Peach fuzz. Yeah. So were you on the Big Island or were you on Maui? Um, I was wherever Pearl Harbor is. So the Big Island? Okay. Because we went to Maui. I've, I've only been to Hawaii right. once. It's beautiful. I mean, I loved it. it it's was expensive. Nice. Oh, God, yeah. But, but, yeah. It, it's, it's like Vegas. Like, I like traveling to Vegas. It's not like Vegas But I don't want to live in Vegas. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Point, yeah. I, I, God, it's not like Vegas at all. I, I like the way you identified that, too. You, you just took Hawaii and you made it sound depressing. You're like, it's where Pearl Harbor was. It's like <laughs> exactly. being like, where do you live in the United States? Where do you live in the continental U.S.? Oh, I live where the forest fires are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he can tell you the worst part. Yeah. I'm a I'm a half glass half, half glass uh, half empty. empty. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So baseball started this week, and so you must be a Red Sox fan. So I think by location, I have to say yes, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I do not follow baseball. Fair enough. It's not my Fair sport. Enough. So I was pretty Celtics. excited. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. So you're you're a basketball fan. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. The Royals are going to fucking win it all. What are you talking about? We're fucking amazing no. this year. Did you guys win yet? We've won two. Oh. We won 14 to 10 the first game. A little, little sketchy after the first inning. It was 5-5. Uh, today we won uh, like 11 to 4. Okay. Also, too, I think the Rangers might really suck ass, and that's who we beat. So, yes, grain of salt. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Could be worse. You could be the Cubs who lost to the worst team probably in baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates, according uh, to Steve Phillips, not in my ratings. Uh, they were 0-1 against the How are your Cardinals? They're 1-0 so far. Uh, fuck them. <laughs> so Zoe got on, and Zoe, Zoe, the Dodgers are 1-1. One one. Yeah. So he was giving me the 100. So I texted Doug, and Doug said, how about the Cardinals? Actually, Doug texted me, and I said, how about the Cardinals? And he 
He said, oh, yeah, we're 1-0. and And I said, 162-0, and baby. I still, coming out of the NL, I still like the Padres. I'm going to say that. Um, I like the Dodgers. It's going to be Dodgers or Padres. I mean, they're <laughs> when, whenever you pick up uh, the, that kind of pitching, but we'll see. But so, we you, a, how we, long you? Been, sorry, are we a sports show or are we a cigar show? Let's get to the cigar part. Well, let's talk about something. We're a little bit of both. <laughs> we're, little, we're whatever we Dude, want I to would, talk. Honestly, I would love to have a sports show. I mean, really? But that's another adventure I can't take on right now. Right. Would you like to broadcast soccer games? Um, and so uh, <laughs> I would, but. I can't. <laughs> So how long, uh, Evan, have you been uh, smoking cigars? So I could really fake everyone out and be like, I've been smoking them for 12 years. But really, I, I started smoking cigars when I was like 18, 19. I went through this phase where it was like, it felt like the very classy and refined thing to do. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was smoking cigars. I'd you know, wander into the, the local you know, B&M. You know, be like, okay, what's a nice looking Connecticut wrapper? Grab one of those, you know, and I would smoke it on the weekends. But really, um, really in the span of like the last year and a half, I've really kind of like really taken off with it. I think the uh, the whole pandemic thing really kind of kicked it into overdrive. It was like, well, what else can you do when you social distance besides smoke cigars? You know, it's like the perfect activity. But um, so, yeah, I'd say realistically – Probably like my, my full smoking career is probably like a year and a half, but I have been smoking on and off through the years. Okay. I think a lot of people start casually. I, mm-hmm. I don't, um, uh, I don't know anybody who picked it up day one and was like a super serious smoker. I was not. I, I had a, I had a, a few gap years, but I started at 17 and then you were a juvenile delinquent. I was so, um, <laughs> you know, I'm going on, I'm going on, on 20 years now. Backwoods don't count. No. I, so the very, fir- the count. very first box of cigars I bought was at a gas station. A Bahiki Cuban. <laughs> yeah. Um, was at a gas station, me and a buddy. Um, we bought a whole box and, uh, smoked two. And then we were underage at the time also. Um, and then we returned them because we didn't like it. <laughs> wow. I know. That's a cool gas station to let you return cigars. I, know. I can't believe we got away with it. But, uh, yeah. So you illegally purchased them and then illegally returned them. I'm pretty sure the, like. So what gas station should I turn you into? <laughs> someone down in, somewhere. It's down in Benton. They don't care because as long as I wasn't returning their meth. I, I think it. I think it's it'd okay. be fine. Yeah. Okay. They still have a poster of Aaron, like wanted, right by the restrooms. <laughs> I think he just dogged his 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 rival football team. Ah, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all start casually. I think it's, although you know, a lot of people there's there's, you know, there's a lot of people who picked up their first cigar during the pandemic who, mm-hmm. who have become serious during the pandemic yeah. who did actually smoke their very, very first cigar during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, we see it all the time at, like the, at the lounge and, and all that. Even coach, I think may have. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the, there's lots of, a lot of guys on the luxury that, that picked it up the first time because it is, it's one of those things where you can do it by yourself, you know, uh, social distance or SD as I want to call it. Cause I hate, I kind of hate that term social distancing. That's just like, ugh. You're not social. No, I just SD like stay yeah. SD. But yeah, I mean it's 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 great in groups, but it's great by yourself. Just kick back, you know, listen to music, read a book, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, the weirdest thing for me too is so like 
like I said, it's been about a year and a half. My dad's always been a cigar smoker. And so I was smoking cigars with him. And it was really, like I said, when this all started, that it was the best way to spend time with my dad out on the porch. Um, and so through this whole thing, um, I've been primarily like a social smoker. Like I probably have maybe four to five cigars a week. And, uh, most of those times either with my dad, with another buddy and very rarely is by myself. So, um, I'm someone that's like, it's a very like social activity for me. Um, you know, toward, as it got colder and people weren't coming out as much, it was sometimes like, Hey, I'll, I'll watch a movie and, and sit, sit in the, the, the recliner with a cigar. But, uh, primarily it's always with other people. What are you, Mark? Are you, are you considered more social or are you more? <clears throat> so I, I'm split. Um, I started as a non-social, um, cigar smoker because there was no, there was no lounge locally. So I, I started smoking cigars non-socially, but I'm probably 50, 50. I'm, pro- I'm probably 50, 50 also. I mean, I working at a lounge, you know, I, I, I have to be a social, social smoker there as well. But honestly, I mean, I'm out here in the back here watching TV or a game or something, mm-hmm. or I'm up at the lounge, but you know, even if I'm smoking here, at the house, you know, Mo's going to be with me smoking as well. So it's sure, but I can also just take it as much as just me by myself. And I'm, I'm fine either way. It's, I, I tell you what, go into the lounge though. A lot of times I put my headphones on and I sit by myself. True. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's, I gotta say though, like it's, um, it's way harder to be like a, uh, sophisticated cigar nerd, if you will, when you're being a social smoker, because, you, you tend to not, I think, focus on the stick as much when yeah. you're, you know, when you're chatting. Yeah. So, so I will say that, like, I, I probably enjoy the experience better. I, I shouldn't say that. It's a different experience when it's just like me with one person because, like, I can sit back and be like, okay, you know, I taste a little bit of this, I taste a little bit of that. My dad and I, we kind of like push ourselves to do that now. But like, there's like four guys in here, five guys. It's like, I'm like, yeah, it was a good cigar, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, right. Um, and then get in, entwined in the in whatever conversation we're having, whatever argument or lies are being told, right? As we discussed yes, last yes. week with Ash, like just it's just you're not going to get stories; you're going to get lies. Yeah, lies are what you're going to get. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, you you miss that sort of from the lounge mm-hmm. of of the sort of the the storytelling. I still haven't sat very much in a. There was a little of that. Went up, took Friday off, Friday afternoon off, and sat with. Uh, JT and uh, some other folks and just, you know, caught up with yeah. stuff and, you know, all the storytelling. Yep. Do you, uh, so since you're fairly new to the cigar world, do you remember what your first one was? So my first one, I can remember the first one's like going back to 1819 actually, because um, the first one my dad got me was a, a Rocky Patel, Connecticut. Okay. That's um, a good cigar actually. Yeah. And I, that was like the one I'd always go back to the store and be like, can I get one of those? Can I get one of those? Um, and they were fantastic. You know, uh, that was kind of like what I got my start off, my start on. And I don't remember any other cigar from that period. I think I went through like, you know, smoking like the acid cigars a little bit back then, but like, um, I think the, the first kind of like real deal cigar for me was that that's what I see as Rocky Patel, Connecticut. Yeah. That's a nice place to start. Yeah. Rocky always makes good smoking cigars. I mean, I think that's, that's a nice place to start. I think, you know, what I've learned too is like, I, I think I've, I've started a lot of people smoking cigars <laughs> this past year. Um, and I, I like to get people started there. Um, I know a lot of people will be like, Oh, give them an acid, whatever. But, um, 
I, I always keep a box of um, the Oliva Connecticut's. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They're like, you know what? Like, I don't have like any issues with the, with the burn on them. People like they're never overpowered by them. Cause like the comment that I hear the most is like, Oh, I had a cigar once that made me sick or I had a cigar once and it was really, you know, it was really acrid, whatever. But I just give them those things and people will be like, Oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't scare them away, which is, I think that if you can get them past that first cigar yeah. and, and you like, they come a second time, they, you might give them another Connecticut, but it's like, that's like, I think my like gateway drug for cigars is just like a very light Connecticut, you know, maybe yeah. be it a br- brick house or a charter Oak or whatever, you know? Yeah. Tell you what, that Oliva Connecticut, uh, I actually like better than the Rocky Duck Connecticut and yeah. I still smoke till today. Mm-hmm. Both of those are great. Int- both of those are really solid, consistent smokes, good flavor. I think the Oliva is, is a, is an underdog sort of, uh, mass produced yeah. cigar. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean that the the it's just the, got a nice flavor. Yeah, the but reserve that, is nice. Yeah, and the thing about yep. getting people started, um, a lot of times they ask you what people come up and ask, "What are you smoking?" And I said, "Dude, you need you got to work <laughs> up to it. You got you got to smoke one or two cigars before you're you're rolling out the uh, yeah the, the onyx double bold <laughs> right." And, yeah. I said, "Start yeah. with this. This got nice flavor. It's not going to overpower you. You can taste some of the notes in it." It's it's going to have a, a, a decent flavor. It's going to have a nice flavor. It's not going to. It's it's you know it's accessible. The smoke is not overpowering, but it's but it's there. Yeah. Um, it's consistent burn. The thing I love about uh, both of those cigars is they're, you know, they're burn champs. They're going to burn consistently. Everybody dogs Rocky. Everybody dogs Oliva. But you don't have problems with those cigars. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's the thing is, is like the people that dog those. It, it's like. You know, all of us that are really into it, we're, you know, chasing the, the latest boutique sticks or the limited releases or whatever. But it's like most beginning cigar smokers aren't going to want to smoke any of that stuff. It's like, yeah. you know, and even the Oliva stuff that's not like targeted the beginner, like they have some really good stuff. Like the V series, like the Milanio is like, those are some good cigars. And it's like, knock them because they're not boutique. Okay, whatever. But they're good cigars, you know? Right. Yeah, first of all, uh, whatever you like to smoke, you should smoke. But mm-hmm. and that the Oliva V from, I mean, shit, that cigar has been, and I know the Milano is 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 the one number one multiple times, number right. two multiple times. But the Oliva V, which that's built on, has been around for ten, twelve, feels like fifteen years, yeah. and that cigar is just a damn good cigar. Just it's just rich. It's a bigger ring gauge, but it burns well. Um, and, and I always say, you know, there's some really good cigars in the bigger brands. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of chaff, but eh. uh, yeah, you know, if somebody says, you know, I really like the Romeo Julieta and I'm going great, you should, you should buy a ton of those and you should light them on fire and enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, if your favorite, yeah. if your favorite one is the acid blondie, I will sell you a box of the acid blondie. Yeah. I, I am an equal opportunity cigar seller. Yeah. So Look at the amount of people that are like subscribed to factory smokes. Like there's guys that yeah, that's their yeah. everyday smoke. That's what they want to smoke. Hey, you do you. If that, yeah. you know, if that is what you want to smoke, smoke away. I had a guy come in today looking for the, the factory smokes and I got him something else because we don't have those, but I got him the, uh, the Tabak Dolce. I mean, I'm always surprised oh, yeah. people with, there's some people with what I would consider complex, mature palates who will say, you know, I really like this cigar. Um, Kevin is really in love with the Mark Twain's, which I smoke, and I actually like that cigar. But that 
that doesn't necessarily have a reputation of being the most boutique and no, and no. But I've smoked those and liked those, and he really likes yeah. those cigars. And so, in his view, is I don't care. I really like this cigar, and I actually agree with him that it's a really good cigar. But it just has a rep of not being that great a cigar. It's it's funny, like but, I, I just found one of those in my locker today. I was like, huh, I wonder. I don't remember ever having. Well, I think a lot. I've never had it before. So. Yeah. I think a lot of people too. It's like you look at they look at the price tag and they automatically assume, oh, this isn't going to be a good cigar. And that's the thing with the Twains. Like, what is that? Like a two to four dollar stick. Mm-hmm. Like depending on where you get it. And uh, but I've got some of those. I have a humidor that I keep out here in the garage for when people come. Like and, yeah. and I'm like, the this friends is, humidor. This is the community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's like I don't want to put like crap in there either. But I've yeah. got some Twains in there. I've got the Olivas. I've got some other stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but those Twains are good cigars. We were t- I was talking to Timothy last night, Tim TB, and we were talking about the uh, Crook review, and I was saying the only downside of that cigar is that it's hard to get. Right, mm-hmm. it's the only downside. And he said he hadn't smoked it, and I said that's because it's twelve dollars. And he said probably, and I said. I understand that, but I'm going to put an Opus X band on that, and I'm going to send that to you, and I'm going to tell tell you it's $50, yeah. and you're going to smoke it, and you're going to love it. And you're it. going to fucking love it. Right. I said, the problem with some of that is people don't take $10 and $12 cigars seriously. Well, right. I mean, the, well, I mean, you just talked about it before, the uh, the Brickhouse. I love the Brickhouse. Yep. Brickhouse is an amazing cigar. People pass over it because it's six fifty. Yeah. And it's like, trust me. I mean, do you like Fuente? You're gonna like this. Yeah. It's it's I very think there, good. I think there's a sweet spot between like the seven to twelve dollar range where you get some really good cigars. Yeah. And I've said this before, you know, like I've been at it for a year and a half. Like my palate's pretty good. It's not like I'm not an expert by any means, but like I've gotten some really expensive cigars too. And I, in a lot of cases, I put them on par with some of the better yeah. $10, $12 cigars that I've smoked. And I'm like, maybe it's my palate. I don't know. But I will tell you, there's a much bigger letdown when one of those cigars doesn't work out. Oh like, God, yeah. uh, like that to me is like, if I, uh, I can shrug off like a bad $10 cigar, but if I buy like a cigar, it's like 25 bucks and it, and it's rough. I'm like, Oh, come on. Why did I do this? You know, this is a big mistake. When you're halfway through a $25 cigar and it's not smoking right. You got to put it down because if it's not smoking right, it's not going to taste right. I mean, yep. The, I mean, it's just not going to work. Well, it's like, you know, I, I had the for my birthday. I had I got the uh, the Davidoff Royale. It was great. It's not a hundred dollar cigar. I would much rather buy three of the chefs and be one hundred percent in love with it than try to justify good notes and good stuff about it because at that yeah. point you're just you're justifying. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. when when your when your notes are. Yeah, it's, there's something between forty and a hundred dollars that is a line that I just refuse to cross. The the the, the cigar that's fifty dollars or more that I will not bat an eye yeah. at is the Padron fiftieth. I mean, that's the one that I know it's going to be phenomenal well, every time. But that's honestly probably about it. I bought one for me yeah. in my life. Like for you, because I know you got me one. I bought you two, and I've bought okay. me one. Have you smoked that's, it yet? That's why. That's why you know it. you're a good friend. I say, like, I've smoked. I bought three of those in my life: two for you <laughs> and one for me. And I, oh, it was a great smoke. But you can buy like a forty dollar, yeah, twenty four or twenty six, or you can buy a forty dollar twenty or sixty four, and those are great smokes as well. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 
So this, this will go a long way to speak to the price range that I typically smoke in. Like, so my humidor is just, is out of control after this past year. It's like, <laughs> I think I pr- probably have 600 cigars, maybe 30% of which are like boxes. And then the 70% is either fibers or singles. So there's a lot of diversity. And I will tell you, I have not smoked an Opus, although I have Opus and I have not smoked a Davidoff. Actually, I, that's a lie. I smoked a small Davidoff Nicaragua that I run in, I won in a raffle, but, um, I haven't smoked any of the other Davidoff that I have in my humidor. And it's just because like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I'm just afraid to go in there and grab one. I, I am a big Davidoff hoe. I like Davidoff a lot. Every time we go to Conway, you are, I always smoke some form of Davidoff, whether it be the, the Winston Churchill or the, just the Davidoff line itself. So I, I will attest to that other than the Royale, which was, I mean, I, I'm not lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills, of course, but I, I don't want to also smoke a hundred dollar cigar and not 100% enjoy the whole thing and try to find pit, like points to latch onto. That's you, not me. Did that, you like that? That's Nicaragua? Why I got did you like that? Nicaragua? Oh, it was good. It was a little shorty too. Like they, they came yeah, in like a five a pack little tiny box. Yeah. Fantastic cigar. But I mean, I think I keep my cigars cheap though, Aaron, because I actually do light my cigars with a hundred dollar bills. Like I have to keep the, the, <laughs> The cost down on the cigar to justify yeah, the lighting. Justify, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, so one, or, it's is, one or the other. So I mean. this is why I go with the Eric Church Bic lighter. <laughs> the joint lighter. Right, with the joint lighter that is two fifty, two dollars and fifty cents, because then I can get more expensive cigars. It, and the joint lighter works. <laughs> I know people criticize me for that, but... Nick Perdomo, only lighter he uses. Right. Is the big the joint lighter <laughs> the the big yeah that's no. what he uses because I mean you gotta think he travels a lot too it's airport friendly it's airport friendly I mean that's the main thing so it says Eric Church on it well I, I some guys could be using a flint for all we know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah a flint and steel that's how I want to light my cigar that's how uh, that's yeah. how that's how Teddy Roosevelt lit, lit his <laughs> that's right he did <laughs> and then he, and then he fought a bear so I'm uh, just for a second I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, a little outside energy. Uh, Miley Cyrus are, are you, is performing. Are you entranced by the Miley Cyrus as well? Is performing <laughs> at between the basketball games in a socially distanced concert where they've all got little squares to stand in, and I'm a little intrigued. Uh, I must say, <laughs> um, uh, it's got to be better than at least like performing in just like a room. You know what oh I mean? Yeah. Like, oh no, there's people I'm, there. Rather have people, you know, stand in squares. Maybe she swings in on the wrecking ball behind between yeah. the squares, you know? <laughs> I, she, uh, I, I will say I did my first, uh, like, virtual concert a couple weeks ago with my favorite band, and it was – I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Because you got to think, Mo is so extremely – oh, there we go. There you go. He, he There's it. the Harley. <laughs> um, she is so extremely short. Like, there was no yeah. having to, like, fight. Like, I can't see over anybody. We sat on the couch, had the 85-inch out there, had the surround on, That'd and it was nice. fucking awesome. I loved yeah. it. So I just want more. But the only thing is, like, not a lot of hardcore and metal bands do that. Right. So yeah. it's, it's kind of I was like, going to say, the, yeah. now, don't the mosh pits are yeah. a lot more awkward <laughs> if you're in your house. You're, like, you're, you're dropping elbows on your wife and yeah. your children. It's yeah. my stuff I'm breaking. Well, a couple things. First of all, yeah, in yeah. this socially distanced crowd, we realize these people can't dance. So when you're in a bigger uh, environment, <laughs> you realize it's harder to tell that. So you're seeing that these people can't dance. And for the record, I, I'm not necessarily one that criticizes the artists, so I'm not going to dog Miley Cyrus. But if you ever have a chance to see her singing 
uh, Cherry Bomb uh, by The Runaways, which is Joan Jett's mm-hmm. original band. Um, she absolutely crushes that's one of my favorite songs. I was, I was actually looking. She kind of has the Joan Jett oh, hair right now. She does look. a version of Cherry Bomb and a tribute to the Runaways uh, on YouTube that is just phenomenal. She has that attitude that fits um, fits that uh, sort of cover perfectly. Yeah. Um, but these people can't dance, and them being socially distanced is not, and on TV is not doing them a <laughs> it favor. Really, it really accentuates just right. how the, awkward you how are. How awkward the, they are. Yes. The trick. The trick is you just got to like fly in older people. I don't know what it is about older people, but like I'm still in the age where I guess I'm very subconscious about how I dance. But man, if you go to a bar, like back when we would go to bars, th- watching older people on the dance floor. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, they have no shame. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what their game is on the dance floor. They just, they just bust the move and it's incredible. I watch it every time and I'm like, wow, because I wish I could do that, but so it's just like they've been doing the people. same move since like the forties. No, no, but so yeah, no, there's some yeah. point in your life. This has happened to me probably in the, the last 10 or 15 years. At <laughs> some point you realize that no matter, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a 45 year old 10 years ago, but I'm a 55 year old at a concert. And, and so I'm at a concert and I'm drinking beer and you realize that all these young people are going to make fun of you no matter what you do. And so you, at this point in your life, you realized these shitheads really, the kids, they have no idea what's involved in life. They're making fun of you. I don't really care what any of them think, right? Like, cause they're like, yep. And you just go, I, I'm just going to get down. But deep I, down inside, you're like, they're, they're like, I want to have that level of confidence. But the fact yeah, is, see, look, I'm that, a- that level of confidence only comes from not caring what anybody else thinks. The level of confidence isn't, I'm so cool, I bet you everybody else thinks I'm that cool. Yeah. That's not what that comes from. Yeah. It comes from, I'm going to have a good time, and I don't care what you think. <laughs> and fuck the rest. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I'm like, I'm in the transition phase. Like, I was, like, I'd say, like, in your, your like, your late teens and your 20s, like, you're, you're at that one where you're like, ah, look at this guy, and you make fun of him. But now, like, I'm in my 30s, and I'm kind of in the transition where it's like, I'm envious of that guy, but I won't be that guy, but I respect him, you know? And it's like, <laughs> but I'm still getting there. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go to the store sometimes looking like a complete bum. You know, I, I wouldn't have done that when I was in my 20s, you know? But, like, now it's like, you know, sometimes you got to take out the trash with just, like, your underwear on. You know, it's just, you just got to do it. Life's life. Yeah, with the first night we were at Eric Church in St. Louis, there was a guy about five rows in front of us who was in the just in the buildup, right, where they're playing all the southern rock stuff. And the guy was just grooving and just, just rolling his head and doing the, you know, the southern rock bop. And the, the two young girls in front of us were making fun of him. And they turned and he said, isn't that guy goofy? And I said, I hope at some point in your life movie, music moves you so much yeah. that you feel like standing up and just feel it flow through you. And the girl looked at me like I was crazy, and I said... I hope some point in your life you just love life that much. Hey, she, he's getting his full money's worth. Like he's, he, he was yeah. just yep. he was first of all he was probably about ten beers in. So I'm not going to judge anybody who's ten beers in. He hadn't thrown up. I'm not going. He's keeping it together. I'm just he's living life. How about it? <laughs> exactly. He's having a good time. You're self conscious. He's having a good time. Yeah. Who should be judged here? Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. I'm I'm 100% on board with you. As a matter of fact, we were at the break. They uh, played some obscure uh, Southern rock song. Him and I were singing. He came back and gave me a high five. Okay, that's where I draw the line. Don't, t- don't touch me. <laughs> I know you don't want to touch. It was two guys in the middle of it just having a moment. Yeah. 
just make eye contact. You can uh, just feel the respect you transferring. Just, you, you can just give me the head nod. We're square. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be touched. I don't need to be high fived. I'm good. Yeah. It was pre COVID, dude. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. This has been the greatest thing in my life. Like, I can't touch anybody. Nobody can touch me. <laughs> I know. I know. So, one of the questions we always ask um, is, and it doesn't have to be the best cigar you ever had, but it's it's just a question about what's the most memorable cigar. It could be the moment. It could be the person. It could be the timing. But what's the most memorable cigar that you've ever smoked? I was thinking about this one, and it's tough. So first off, I have, like, a terrible memory, which is awful. But I have I had the two that came to mind. One was a low and one was a high, kind of. Um, so the low... I don't remember the cigar, but when I was in that, that phase of smoking, like when I was in my like early twenties, late teens, um, it was, I was smoking all those Connecticut's and I remember that I felt pretty cool that I was smoking cigars and I wanted to show that I was like a refined cigar smoker, like ahead above the rest. And so I just grabbed like a dark bastard from the shelves. <laughs> I don't even know what it was like, a, probably like a Toro, like real meaty, and I remember, I like can remember the night vividly. It was like, we were outside of the campfire and I'm just like smoking this thing, trying to like fight my way through it. Someone had this liquor called Jeremiah weed, which I don't recommend with or without a cigar. <laughs> I know that. Um, yeah. But, uh, I just remember like, I felt like I turned white, like my soul came out of my body. And then <laughs> next thing I knew I was sleeping on a couch and then throwing up and it was all from a cigar. So that's what ended that cigar face. Like that was, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not a cigar smoker. Um, so that's a memorable cigar. And then the other, like more recent one that came to mind is, um, so back in November, um, I, I was kind of like, even up to, up to November, I was kind of like, just, I was still playing it safe. I wasn't just smoking Connecticut's, but I, I, I had expanded my horizons a little bit. But um, my wife, my daughter, and I, we all had COVID in November. And um, everyone's talking about, like, losing their my, – my wife lost her, her sense of uh, taste and smell. You know, like, so I'm, like, freaked out about that. I was worried about the whole thing. And obviously, we spent, like, what? At that point, almost a half year freaking out about this virus. And so – I got through it. We all got through it. And, um, I waited two weeks afterwards, whatever the whole period. And I was like, okay, it's time to get back to the cigars. Like I've waited, called my dad. I was like, I'm smoking a, a cigar tonight. I don't care. Like if you're coming or not, I'm smoking a cigar. Um, and I remember what the cigar was. I was thinking about it. It was illusion. It was an illusione, Ypernay. Um, nice. and that was the cigar that I smoked. Um, like, and I kind of, I had bought all these cigars, but I was kind of afraid to smoke them. And that one wasn't even a tough one, but I was like, I'm going to smoke this thing. You know, I don't care if I hack my lungs up when I smoke it, but this, I want to <laughs> smoke this cigar. And it was also that evening, uh, chatting with my dad where I came up with the kind of idea for the blend. Like that was where I was like, you know, it was going to be my, my pandemic hobby, if you will, was to launch this thing. But it was over that cigar. It was after COVID. So it seems like a lame special moment cigar to me, but it was like one of the ones that come to mind. Like I could, I could see the whole scenario in my mind. So that would probably be the, the more positive one. That's a good one. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, how I mean, two weeks ago, I, I even made a little cold open where sometimes your cigar, I mean, you'll have a good cigar and a bad cigar as yep. your most memorable. So yeah, having most yep. people, most That's people probably one. have two, but they don't really think about the two. They, they kind of gravitate just towards, the the highlight and not so much the low light yep Ironic. and by the way aaron that co that cold open 
I wouldn't even call it a cold open. It was more of like a heartwarming open because like I, you made me teary eyed at my desk. It was really awkward, you know, but it was good. It was good. But I, I appreciated that. That was, that was a, a, a great way to open the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, Mark was sitting right next to me. His mic was off and everything. Equipment was turned down. I said mine. And I was like, and I even told him, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to fucking make it through this thing. Well, here we go. And yeah. I just, and I, I just hit record and, we didn't out came that we didn't talk about the in in the friday we all got together and smoked a scar we talked a little bit about that but the next morning uh michael trover who i think uh, if you've been listening for two years you know mike um trover, you know trover yeah. he texted the next day and said uh today is the day you woke up and yeah. so talked about the blessing that was uh a second chance so yeah yep. god bless trover i know I miss that guy. He doesn't work up at the shop anymore, and I saw him uh, that that, and we missed the hell out of Trover. It was the greatest thing. It's like without him missing a beat, coming in, opening like door Jeez. full fledged, and yeah. the doors locked, and just like almost ripped the goddamn thing off the hinges. That was the best <laughs> thing that could have happened. Like I loved it. I was like uh, Trover's yep. back. Yep, I loved it. Yeah, it was uh, it was hard sitting next to you, watching you with the mic off. But uh, yeah, but, I so I tried like as you can tell, like I didn't look at you. You didn't look at me at all. One way, one for six minutes and five seconds yeah i didn't i didn't look I your way but uh yeah so thank you for saying that as well that's uh yeah i hope it as long as it got to one person that's all that matters yep so yeah no seriously i know a lot of you got a lot of positive feedback yeah. from that yeah. so what kind of you you've talked about that you're sort of your palate's expanding but what what yep. kind of in uh, what kind of cigars do you normally smoke what kind of things do you enjoy what kind of leaves what kind of different brands what what do you do smoke so what's, what's crazy right now is so I, I told you guys a little bit about my humanor and it's like, I, and I, I'm kind of changing my thinking on this, but I've literally, every time I come smoke, I smoke a different cigar. So I have every time I come smoke, it's a different cigar. Um, and so it's, people are like, Oh, what's your favorite cigar? And I'm like, I don't know. Like there's, I have favorites <laughs> that I've smoked that I really enjoy them, but it's not like I've smoked 20. Um, but I will say right now I'm in like a, a Maduro kick. Uh, I've been like really enjoying that San Andreas rappers, that type of stuff. But, um, for a brand that like overall, like I've like everything from them that I've smoked, I've liked is HBC. Mm, Love the hot cake. Uh, the 500 year anniversary was incredible. I went and bought a box of that. Um, that's the, uh, Siri. Yep. Siri a was fantastic. Um, those are the three that I've had from them. Those are really good. The Siri a has so much spice to it. I love that one. Black Friday was good. Yep. So, so I, I bought the, um, I bought the black Fridays, um, the, not the firecracker ones, the, the, I can't remember the, the format of them, the Vitola. It was like a lawn tail or something. I don't know, but I bought some of those. I got a box and I only smoked one. And the one I smoked was like really rough. So I, I should say that was like the, the only one from them that I've had an issue with, but I had given out a bunch of other ones that people love them. So I got to go back to smoking that, but I um, just got that bad peach. Yeah. I got yeah. the one you got and I liked them. So, yeah, so I got, I got to go back to it, but HBC, I really like, um, trying to think of other brands that I've been like, um, I, I've been really impressed by the leaf by Oscar stuff that I've smoked. Um, and then there's some like smaller ones that have really snuck up on me. Like I smoked a really good one from uh, Jeremy Jack, which a lot of people will probably even heard of. Um, there's, I smoked a fantastic cigar called the Nick from it's, it's technically, I guess, LH cigars, but Nick Sirius, that was like one that was a fantastic one, but like, there's a lot of like standouts. The uh, the Cuco from um, uh, Blackbird, fantastic cigar. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, there, I, I put them aside. Oh, and the one that I'm leaving out that is a favorite is the um, Herrera Esteli, um a Brazilian Maduro. Oh, yeah. That one is like, Excellent. I've smoked a couple of those, and I have not had one that, they've all been good. I haven't yeah. had a complaint. I probably smoked like four of those. So, so here's a little trivia. That was the very first cigar we did for our very first show two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a good one. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. Um, Tatuaje, there's a lot of good stuff too. But like, you know what the thing is that's really tough with Tatuaje is like, unless you're like a diehard, it is really hard to like follow what the hell you're smoking. Like I have a sh- <laughs> like a shit ton of them in my humidor. And I think I'm going to have to like start like labeling them yeah. individually because I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, the, the boxes bought, are labeled, but the but like it'll say broadleaf or Sumatra yeah. or whatever. But yeah, once you take it out of that box, specifically like the uh, the Cajonu brand, like it, they all yep. the, the bands are the same. I mean, there's a and there's I, a slight color difference, but that's about it. I just bought um, so Nickel City. They had um, and I, I'm sure other people had them too, but I guess Pete Johnson did like a uh, like his 50th birthday. He did a special like blend or release for his 50th birthday, and they had like a sampler of, of these ones he released. It was like, he, once they release them, they're gone. But I, I mix them in with my other ones and I don't even oh, know no. which ones they are now. Oh. So yeah, I, and they'll look the same. So, but that's, that's my one issue. So I couldn't even tell you like the, my favorite ones that I've smoked. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it might be this one. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. part of the uh, SNS club? I am not. I get more people on Saints and Sinners? Yeah, Saints and Sinners. Yeah. <laughs> that club is amazing. So now what is that? Is that just like a is that like a inside scoop on tatuaje stuff or so every year um you get uh it's a fan club. It's a fan club pr- pretty much. So you get fifteen cigars, you get three five packs. So you get three of the same cigars or five of the same three cigars of the three of the same cigars five times over. Yeah. Right? Is that right? Yeah. I I can't do math. Um, and then you also get two uh, TAA, like CRA cigars. Two or three. And then you get like swag stuff. So you get, uh, like this year came with uh, a travel ash can from Zycar, a, a faux uh, XO cutter, a big heavy duty lighter, a um, couple other stuff. Um, like oh, nice. The, the year before that. And you always get a t shirt and you get a challenge coin. Um, and then you get access to other stuff, oh, and it comes with a year of CRA membership. So, like at our lounge, you'll get ten percent off since you're a CRA member. And co- oh, I got I got to check that out. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you awesome. get invited from an existing member. There's every member gets one invite. Yeah, so. so every year, so like I got invited two years ago by somebody, and now I invited somebody last year, and now they can invite somebody, but I can invite somebody as again. So you got invited two years ago by somebody. Was it you? Yes. Or Brandon. I couldn't remember. I didn't, want to, I, did, I didn't know. I couldn't remember. Okay. I got invited two years ago by Mark. Thank you. Um, yeah. So like, but we know, we know enough people. And plus, I mean, you're starting to, you know, get your feelers Network out there in the cigar yeah. world where there's going to be somebody that will have yeah. a, uh, a we thing. We recommend it. It's like it, 250 it's bucks. 250 bucks, but it's stuff you can't, you literally cannot buy anywhere. And hmm. if they find out that you are selling those cigars, your membership is revoked. So, Ooh. yeah. So it's very inclusive. Yeah. And then, and then around Christmas, then they sell some more exclusive cigars. Peatmas and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then you get, you oh, get, I love that. I got to Yeah. You get access to their online catalog of stuff you can't buy anywhere else, like right. swag and just a bunch of, bunch of cool stuff. So it's, yeah. uh, that, that cool. will be my new quest to spend more money on cigars. <laughs> yes. 
Well, since we're talking about Tatawahe, let's talk about the cigars that we are smoking. So again, we're smoking the Tatawahe LLE Kappa Especial. Um, so this was a limited release a couple years ago, maybe a year, year and a half ago. Um, but it was a it was only made for one shop, but it went by another name. It went by uh, NHC Selection Limitada Kappa Especial uh, for New Havana cigars. Um, so it's it's now a a release, but it's still a limited release. Full release. Full it's release. Switched. So you can now get it at other shops other than New Havana Cigars. Yeah, so it's... Uh, so where's New Havana Cigar? I'm not sure where that is located okay. at. If I had a guess, probably... Havana? Well, probably... Well, not... I mean, I'd say probably Miami, Miami or so. Because isn't... Tatawahe is based out of... Are they Tampa or Miami? They're Florida-based, I believe. So it's somewhere probably, in Florida. It's That's where everything cigar happens. Yeah, it's right. somewhere down in Florida if I had or it. Or Utah? Yes, maybe Utah. I forgot the cigar capital of the mountains. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think somewhere in probably Tampa would be my yeah, guess. If I had to think. But uh, um, it's got a beautiful white and gold band mm-hmm. with the um, sort of blue, white, and red, sort of like the ME. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's not as well, the ME is more Mexican flag. Because that's the colors it is. It's the, the Emmy is the red, white, and green. That's true. Yeah, this is like a... There is a green band. A though, seat, like a, a, a light, like a robin's egg blue, a green, a white, a red. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. You know, um, I just picked up, what are they, the CQ2s? It looked like I had the same one, but maybe that's the other one that you're talking about. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but for the cigar overall, it's been... Surprising, like I, like we were talking about earlier, is I feel like Tatuajes are usually like medium to medium full. Like mm-hmm. for me, um, this one's like very much like true medium, if not like light medium to me. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it hasn't been very overpowering. Um, it's kind of the other thing that I look for now is as I'm smoking more too is like transition. I haven't really picked up a lot of transitions in this. It's kind of like been an even keel through and through, like kind of like coffee, kind of like leatherish kind of I don't know like that's what, maybe a little bit a little bit of chocolate and then about halfway through I got some almonds but yeah. um been consistent the whole way through yeah no it, it's it has a little bit of oakiness to it but the, like you're saying the the leathery taste that's pretty prevalent the whole way through I get a little funk to it um so we were talking I don't know if we were talking on air or off air but <laughs> I think it's off air so about like either old book so old book to me <laughs> is leathery funk and then Grandma's Attic is Woody Funk. This one would be more old book to me just because it has that leathery. So Grandma's has... Shoe, this is more Grandma's Shoe. <laughs> yeah, Birkenstock. <laughs> so I'm not getting any yeah. spice out of this, but I am definitely getting a lot of leather out of this. Um, it's been nice. I don't know that this one necessarily sets my world on fire. I, th- I think because if you, I think the Tatuaje name is what's kind of throwing a loop because like, what you were saying, like this is a very medium, almost maybe a lighter medium for Tatawahe. Whereas for, yep. for tats, I mean, it's you a, think of three quarter to full, you know, you got the Fausto, you got yeah. the, the, the Kahonu line, you got the animal crackers, you got all that. You got the, yeah, all the motorcycle going all the, all the way down the road. No, I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's a Mustang. Um, <laughs> it's also a drier smoke. Um, uh, I'm getting, I'm definitely getting, this for me is you've heard me cough in the last couple of minutes. This has been a pretty dry smoke for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've smoked a couple that really uh, today that have kicked my um, 
Get your Sal- salivation into in the gear, and this one is had the exact opposite effect. It's like um, it's been a very dry smoke. Um, it is burnt, um, just razor sharp. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a perfect construction. I the flavor, I like it. It's not my favorite flavor, but I will say I love this ring gauge size. Having said that, it just, yep. just went out. Forty two is a good size for me, and it, it's like a. I think they consider this like a Lonsdale extra. Um, but I, I, this size is right in my wheelhouse and it's, uh, it's one that everybody needs to try. If you're a giant tap fan, Pete Johnson fan, I mean, try it out definitely. And since you can, or a good intro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, honestly. Yeah. You know, there's a few, like the, the Tatuaje black label. I consider that, you know, if you have the Connecticut as an intro, the, the, the Tatuaje black label, I do that as like a mid range, like here's something with a little bit of little bit of something to it but it's not going to be overpowering at all so this kind of falls in that same line of that black the black crack that was big in summertime Um, just you know it's that it's not going to like knock you on your ass but it's going to give you a little bit more something than just you know smoking air that's buttery creamy light yeah mark by the way mine i got my burn got almost went out almost to the same point yours did (laughs) and i kind of like really was puffing on it to the point where i smoked it to the like the white band so it was kind of like right around the same point. My burn, the the burn, like you said, razor razor sharp, but it started to go out a little bit. Yeah, I've had, I've had to relight a couple times, but um, uh, I it's hard to tell when you're recording and talking. Yeah. Sometimes that's you, it's me. Yep. Um, but it did just suddenly go out. That was strange. The the one thing that I I will give Tatawai credit for all the time is I love the way their bands come off. It, they come off fairly easy. So we were on yep. the uh, Roma Craft whiskey pairing thing with uh, NCY Tobacco. How many? How many? How many? How many people did you uh, turn onto the dark side saying you can't get their bands off? So I didn't. I left because I am not confrontational in the cigar industry. But uh, the guy from Roma Craft was on there, and he is a whiskey man. He makes man. But Kevin stayed on and asked him about the band. And the guy said, you just need to burn it down to the band and then you can take it off. Um, and oh. then Kevin came and told me that. And I said, that no. is an unacceptable answer to the question. <laughs> I said, the man you just got to heat up that glue. Yeah. You got to heat it up and then you can take it off. It's, just a, it's a BS answer. Oh, God. He makes great cigars. He makes crappy bands. <laughs> so let, let, <laughs> Let's get into the blend now. Um, tell everybody what the blend is and how you got into uh, the publications. So the blend. So when I was getting into cigars, like hardcore, I was going to a million websites. I had all these emails coming in. Um, you know, you go to the Half Wheels, the Cigar Dojos, um, Stogie Press, Cigar Coop, you name it. Um, but it's really hard to stay on top of that stuff. And as someone that was trying to learn a lot, very quickly, like kind of when I do anything, I always like, I go like 110%. Like doesn't matter if it's a sport, a hobby, whatever, like I'm going 110%. Yeah. And with the, with the world of cigars, there was so much to jump into. And so um, I was getting some other newsletters in my, in my email box, you know, whether it was once a day or once a week, you know, like the hustle. Um, and it was like a good format because I feel like everyone's kind of fishing around in their email. It's usually filled with crap besides a couple good emails that you look for um, and you find them useful. And so I was like, well, I was like, you know, why don't I just like basically gather up this, you know, content from across the web and, you know, put it in a nice summary format so people can open it up once a week and they feel like 
they're in the know. They, they've got enough to know what's going on. They've got enough to know what's good, what's bad. Um, you know, but they just know what's going on, going on within the community. And so my background, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a designer, but I've worked in like e-commerce and all this stuff for a while. And so email is a format I'm very comfortable with, you know, developing it, et cetera. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take a shot at this. It was kind of like a growing medium and it still is. It's kind of blowing up. And so that's what the blend is. So the blend is a weekly newsletter. It comes every Monday and it basically, I gather up as much stuff as I can that has happened in cigars in the past week and I get it in there and it has grown exponentially. Um, as I've built relationships across the cigar industry and the community. Um, so I typically try to do a spotlight where I'll, I'll talk about a brand or I'll talk about a store or a community or a podcast or anything like that. Um, I'll spotlight it. And because it's an email, it's typically very short, couple paragraphs. Um, I cover reviews. So roundups from all those sites that I talked about news. And then about a month in, I was building relationships, you know, with people like you and I was like, you know, what? I got to get podcasts in here. I got to get YouTube videos in here. And so I also run in uh, podcasts and YouTube videos. Um, additionally, I always try to, if I'm doing a feature on like a store or something like that, I always try to do like a, some kind of exclusive promotion for the subscribers. So usually some kind of discount, but really just, I'm doing it as kind of a passion project to provide value. There was really no like end goal other than being like a good utility yeah. for the, the kind of everyday cigar smoker, if you will. Um, so that's the blend in a nutshell. I know I made it very lengthy, but the, the kind of like elevator pitch is like everything you need to know about cigars in five minutes or less. Like that's it. That is. Um, so I've subscribed to all of those sites that you've talked about and I've unsubscribed because I get <laughs> too many, I get too many emails of a bunch of stuff where my email gets blown up, right? So I get like 15 emails during the week. And my personal email, I don't check every hour, right? And I, <clears throat> I get so many emails. Uh, I think it's, that's a fantastic idea. On the work stuff, and you and I are both, uh, it sounds like I'm not in exactly the same field, but I have a corporate site that allows me to do that, right? So we have a, we have a, we have a function that allows me to do that with, and they have people that put together these things. And every Monday morning, I have five emails that takes basically, it's a news aggregator function, right? And it's, and I say, I want all of the articles relating to this topic with these guidelines. And it shows up in an email and there's the top 15 articles on this topic, this topic, this topic. And I can go through and spend a half hour reading through the news from the last week and stay on topic. And it sounds like that's what you're putting together with the, with the, the ability to spotlight a key topic of that week. That sounds amazing. Um, and something that I'm going to subscribe to tonight, uh, <laughs> because to be honest with you, I love half wheel and dojo and all those things. But when you do that, you get overwhelmed with these things with, you know, press releases and all this stuff. And it's important, but I'm just going, it becomes chaff in my email. hundred mm -hmm. yep. percent. I think that's an amazing idea. Yeah, it just becomes noise. But when it's all <laughs> isolated into one easy format, it's, it's easier to, to bring in that content. Well, but it allows you to, as the aggregator, to have the ability to put on stuff on top. And, and like you said, promote a shop and do those things, which I'm willing to, to, to support and do all of those things. I think that's... A, it, I think that's just a fabulous idea, and I'm. Uh, I think that's it's a 
I, I can't. Uh, I think that's an amazing idea. In corporate America, I, I actually joked with my lady, can you do this for cigars? And she said, you know, I can't because <laughs> we're a healthcare well, the thing company. Is, <laughs> what's tough is I, it started as a very manual process. So I was like literally going, gr- grabbing the stuff, putting it in. And it was like, I started it. And so, you know, we just had, we just had our first child this past year. So like my daughter just turned one. Thank you. And so I'm like telling my wife, I'm going to do this. And she's like, you're crazy. You've got so much going on already. Like, what are you like nuts? And I'm like, ah, it's going to take me like two to three hours a weekend. Yeah, no way. So like, <laughs> I, I was like going through and entering all this stuff. I've gotten a little bit more sophisticated as I've gone. Like, yeah. so for the podcast, it's like, Oh, I can pull in an RSS feed for this, you know, for the YouTube, same deal. But, um, it's still, you know, it's still pretty manual, but I'm trying to get more savvy. So that way I can get more people on. Like, I feel bad. There's, there's a lot of good content out there that I'm not getting in. Yeah. And so for anyone that's listening, if you're like, Oh, my podcast, not there, my YouTube videos, it's like, I probably a haven't discovered you or B I'm still trying to figure out how to, to get the time to get you in the other tricky part about email is um the the email service providers like you know gmail and stuff they're like really really strict with like how long they are the types of words that are in them so like my emails are so long they get cut off by gmail after the first like section so um it's a game to kind of try to make it so it's like readable for your mailbox too but um but always trying to get better. I always like, I'm always asking the uh, subscribers for feedback. I don't often get it. Sometimes I get some like really good feedback, but like if there's things that people are looking for or ways to improve, really, it is a tool for you. It, it's a tool for the community. That's, that's the goal. Um, I think getting information from multiple sources is good too, because um, you know, Dojo may look at a cigar one way that blind man's puff may look at it entirely different way. Entirely different. Um, you know, and I think that having that diverse perspective, you know, you get a chance to see all those different scores and different tasting notes and all that stuff. Yeah, well, what my what my service does is like on key issues. So like my stuff's like Medicaid because that's what I do for a living. So on key issues like Biden releases new rule, uh, you know, on something, they just have a link and we go to a page where there's five or six articles on that, so you don't have to have all those five or six articles. Problem with that is, as you know, as you well know, that's a lot of work, right? But we, we, we as a big corporation have work for that. So we get around some of those linked issues around that way. But, um, but yeah, no, I understand, uh, understand the, the thing on that. We had originally put up searches. We just had global Google searches, and we were, resh- we were sharing those. And now we have people that do that, but it, it's remarkable how much time that saves. You know, we have, you know, a hundred people, 150 people in our organization who were doing a lot of the same things. And then we'd find something and then you'd email it around or whatever. And it's it's just, especially with some of that stuff being so important. And I mean, for, as we think about the cigar industry to switch it back to the topic we're talking about, I mean, right now in the cigar industry, just to emphasize the moment, and I know we don't talk news all the time on this podcast, but as for the most important legislative and news time of, of in cigars, it's right now. It's yeah. been the last yep. three years. It's going to be the next five years. You know, and, and not to be overly dramatic, it is right now. We yeah. could lose the right to smoke, period. It's a possibility, and I'm not going to get into the politics of 
one side or the other, but there, there's a lot of change afoot. Yeah. I know there was a proposal uh, to, to, to tax cigars at the federal level that just got promoted, I believe, in the House. Um, yep. And based was, on weight. Based on weight that was brutal. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, the best thing I saw was a $12 cigar now could go up to $19. Yeah. So, I mean, just imagine if you're already at smoking something at that $17, $19 level, you're now at the $25 level. Yeah. I mean, it's no matter what and side you're on, yeah, it's it's going to be prevalent. you got to do something about it now. Yeah. It's difficult, too, if you mix in, and I've seen this, you know, as I've built relationships with some of the different retailers, it's depending on the state that you're in, the taxes can already be prohibitive there. And yeah. so you have this this past year where if you think about it, a lot of um, lounges and brick and mortar shops, like they either had to, you know, restrict who could come in, you know, they had to really pivot. And I think this, this year for cigars, um, it, it's a transformational year too, because you had this push to these companies getting uh, their, their inventory online. Yeah. And so, but how do you, you remain competitive if you're, you know, if you're a store in New York or California <clears throat> where the taxes are, are restrictive, how do you remain competitive in that environment? And, and I think it's, it's tough. I think it's an exciting year for cigars because, you know, granted, like I said, I've been in it for a year and a half, but even in that year and a half, so much stuff has changed. You know, you saw like smoking cigars, they did a, you know, an online, uh, like expo, you know, it's like, these are things that are taking place outside the cigar industry. But I think, Cigars historically have been a very, I don't want to say antiquated industry, maybe a traditional, a classic industry where you're seeing this kind of move towards one, probably a younger consumer, but two, you know, the new reality that we live in, how do we adapt to it? And I think it's an interesting time for cigars, both legally, what's happening, you know, in the world. It's just like, it's an interesting time. It is, it's been a, a, an industry that's been slow to adapt to new opportunities and to new technology. And because they said, you know, that it, they didn't need to, um, and now they're having to figure it out. Right. And yeah. so, um, I, I remember when we, you know, when I owned the shop in Springfield, um, they, they didn't, a lot of them didn't want to put barcodes on the damn cigars. Right. And you just go and you just, killing retailers who could uh, check people out faster, more accurately, and all those things. And, and still today, a lot of manufacturers don't want to put, you know, there's some manufacturers don't want to put barcodes on cigars. And, yeah. and that's something, too, when you think about the enthusiast, I will tell you, as someone with that, map, like the humidor that I have now, being able to just look at the sticker on the cellophane and have it tell me what it is, that is the most helpful, you know, you can band it with whatever you want, you know, right. wrap potato skin around it for yeah. all I care. Yep. But if you put the sticker on it, that tells me what it is. I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I know what that is. It's sitting back there now. You right. know, yeah. as somebody who has so to basic. check out cigars all the time, if the barcode doesn't want to scan, that has been the nicest thing because I'd be like, because there, I mean, there's so many times where like the Epicure is so close in size to the Toro. I don't want to have to run back into the humidor and be like, 
compare because sizes. If, because if I, have, if I have two in my hand, one of each, I can tell. But if I just have one, I don't want to have to run back in the humidor and be like, which one is this? And you got to find where it came from, like match the box. Yeah, just say what it is on there. <laughs> so well, nice. the shot back in Springfield, the lights were a little low. And so you're comparing the Maduro <laughs> versus the, no, the, the natural. naturals of the, and the, in the uh, Padrones. Yeah. Oh, and, God. <laughs> right? They you are just, the ones that are... Like they're they're great, but God, they're the worst at trying to determine what is they are. Is this a natural or is this a Maduro? Which box did you get yeah. this out of? And then you're asking the customer. Yeah, and then they look at you. Then they're like, like I don't remember. I what? Don't remember? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Hurts the retail. It's awesome. Well, the funny part is we do. You know, it's funny part. About five years ago, we didn't have great news sites. We no. getting news about cigars was kind of a challenging. But you know, over the last couple of years. We have good news sites out there. I mean, you, Half Wheel and Dojo, and they're, they're, you know, they're cigar, pro cigars. They're cigar-friendly sites. You know, they come from the, our view of cigars. Um, but they're well-written, and they're, they're, uh, they're informative sites. Um, but they, you know, like I think of Half Wheel, which is the site that I go to, uh, mm-hmm. one of the sites I go to. You go out there and you look for news. Something happens. I hear Aaron tells me, hey, by the way, there's a new legislation out there. Sometimes I got to go three or four pages deep to find the news article, right? Yeah. Um, something that yep. aggregates that is a phenomenal idea. I just, I'm, I'm yeah. now, I'm a little embarrassed that I, I haven't subscribed like when you first came up, but um, because well, I'm we're, a we're big... Su- we're subscribed ag- through our, our show's email, so you can... I, I yeah, but I don't actually check our email. You do, because so I would. <laughs> you guys have been a staple. You got to open it. Make sure you at least open it, because it helps me. Because I just let you know when I open emails, then I delete them, and so I don't open oh, our. No, I've got our very first email. <laughs> right, I know. So I don't open our our, our shared email because I'll just delete them when I'm done, and then he'll get all mad. Yeah. Because I'm the, like a the big tricky part. Clean it up. The tricky part is too with all those sites, and I always want to bring this. I I, I never get to bring it up because obviously I don't talk to that many people about it. But the other like gray area for me is I like I hope that anyone that stumbles across this appreciates it. I always like reference where I got it from and stuff. And I've actually tried to reach out to all the sites. I very rarely ever hear back, especially especially from the big guys. But like you know, I, I'm trying to uplift kind of everyone's platform. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. Um, so if there's ever like a site that's out there where they're co- they're trying to cover news or do reviews or whatever, I'd love to elevate that too, you know, because the half wheels and the cigar doges and all that, they've got the followings and they've got the media spend and the ad, like I shouldn't say advertising because it's tough to do, but um, they've got that in place. So a big, a big portion of, and I didn't realize it at first when I started is elevating the kind of like lesser heard voices, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that's across every platform. Uh, it's the same deal with retailers. Like when I first started it, I was like, I'm going to do, you know, a digest of all the deals that are going on. And, you know, my scope of stores was very small online. Um, I don't have very many brick and mortar uh, stores near me, but shout out to Cigar Smith that sold me the cigar. Thank you. you cigar Smith, Tiverton and Ryland. But, awesome. um, but since I've started in this, I, I've, I've learned about way more retailers and I want to do something to help them too. And so a goal for me is to figure out some way to aggregate the deals that they're doing and stuff too, because it's really hard for those, the smaller shops to go head to head with the, you know, you go on Facebook, you see a million people post about cigar bids, but, mm-hmm. but it's not doing any favors to the brick and mortars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of the brick and mortars do some really cool promotions online. And so that's a goal of mine too. And granted, I'm only one guy. And like I said, I'm, it, there's only so much technology behind it, but that's kind of like long-term, long-term goal is, how do we get those people in there? How can we like 
get them out there to, you know, a community of subscribers that wants to learn more about them. Yeah. Um, but that's a big part of it too. Yeah. I, I tell you what, recently I've found that a lot of the smaller sort of shops and with an online presence, I've found some really killer deals and some really cool things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I, it's been fun. I mean, and they, I've had a really positive experience with a lot of those small shops. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, the big, big guys are going to be fine, but, uh, the little ones have, have first of all, um, <clears throat> found some cool, interesting, small boutique stuff. But when I've ordered from them, they've handled it professionally, mm-hmm. got stuff really quickly. In one case I got stuff in like, not the next day, but like in two days, I got something. Yeah. It was perfectly shipped, perfectly wrapped. It was like to the point where I had to like get my knife out and like <laughs> like I had to get a Bowie knife out. Yep. It was so overly protected. Um, but it was, it's just. Well, and, 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 and I can attest to that because, you know, if somebody buys something from West End where I work because they listen to the show, you know, I want to send it out as quickly as I can. But also I'm going to wrap the ever-living hell out of that just because I want to make sure that it's going to get to you in top quality. You don't have to worry about it because the last thing you want is to get something that you spend your hard-earned money on, on a product that is not so much always inexpensive and it comes to you and it's chipped or damaged or cracked. I mean, that's the worst feeling because then it's a hassle. I mean, if it happens, you know, we're going to take care of it, but I want it to alleviate so it doesn't ever happen. So that's why I always kind of, overpackage the boxes with yep. it's 99% bubble wrap and stuff and it it gets yep. fine like I we I sent stuff up to a Carl uh, last week and I he got enough stuff where I put it in one of the big boxes but each I put f- four or five cigars in each of like a, the small like pre pre-bought USPS thing the main box got damaged, but since I packaged all that stuff up in its own box, yep. it was all fine. So it's just like, oh man, like it's it's a pain in the ass to do it, but it's do for it right. that reason right there that yeah. you know I don't have to worry about it. That hey, I, it's it's going to be fine. But if you get stuff and from somewhere else, they'll just throw it in there, and it yep. just doesn't come with a Beveda pack, and it's just like shit's bouncing around because, I mean, sometimes the USPS, you know. God bless them. They're going to punt that shit into the <laughs> into the yeah. truck. But uh, yeah, it's it's and my job where, to make sure you get it right. But that's where the I think that's where the B and M experience translates really well online. It's like yeah. you know historically you go into the shop, you have that relationship. You know they know what you like to smoke. You know you might be able to find some of those hard to find sticks. You can do that online. These retailers are willing. Hey, you can place a phone order. They'll ship to you. you know, a lot of these you know different places. And so you're getting like, usually it's a handwritten note, you know, you're getting the Boveda packs that mm-hmm. are in, that are in there, you know, it's, um, the harder to find stuff like people are like, Oh, you know, everyone's sold out, but it's like not everyone's sold out. If you, if you build some of these relationships, you'll find the yeah. cigars that you want to find. Yeah. Um, you, you just need to do a little bit of looking and you got to build some relationships and, and, and it's it just, we're in the day, the, the day of the internet and you know, you can build those relationships online now. And you're also in the day of where, if somebody messes up, there's somebody right behind them to take that spot. So you kind of have to yep. like not mess up, not mess up. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, you've been covering, you know, now for, for a while, 
What do you think are the big stories from 2021 for the cigar industry? Obviously, the, I mentioned the tax increase, but what, what are you particularly interested in uh, news-wise as you, as you look at the sites uh, news-wise that are you, you're tracking? I think, you know, like we said, first and foremost, it is that it's the tax stuff and the legal, the legal aspects. Like every cigar smoker that cares about it should be thinking about it and staying up on it. Um, most definitely. I think other than that is like, I think we're in the, the kind of second cigar boom right now. Um, you're seeing tons of, of small brands launch. Um, and I think it's not like any one story, but there's a lot of small brands that are, are producing some like really awesome stuff and the brands that were once small the roma crafts the tatuajes the hbcs like they're not huge but they're bigger now and like they've got a place but it's like you we got to kind of separate the the wheat from the chaff now with the new ones and but at the same time those guys need support in a a kind of uh playground that is very difficult to get a foothold in and so i think that is going to be the thing to focus on is which one of those companies stay alive, which, which kind of die out, you know, I think there's some, some people doing some really cool stuff. Like you even talk about Blackbird, like they're a smaller company, but they're producing some fantastic cigars. Um, cigar culture. Uh, that was a fantastic blend number two. I don't know if you guys have had that. That was a fantastic cigar. Um, but I think that that's the story is what happens to these new, the new boutique cigars, like which ones are good, which ones, which ones stay, which ones go. Um, like I said, I know it's, I don't know if that's a cop out on, on the news that I'm following, but you see a lot of that stuff. You know, yeah. if you look on like the, the half wheels and whatnot, like you were saying, Mark, it's like, you see a lot of stories about price increases from whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care about the price increases unless they're astronomical. I care about like the new releases, the new lines, things like that. Yeah. Yep. It is, it is, it is a great era of new cigars. That is, I agree with you. I think that is, that is the good news, right? We are seeing a lot of cool new stuff. Yeah. And in a world where print media is dying and going away, I mean, Cigar Aficionado is going to be there. But look at how many, like, small town, you know, newspapers and stuff are going away. Hell, I used to write for a newspaper that's not, that doesn't do print anymore. But, like, what you're doing, I'm, I'm liking that because it's the online dis- distribution and, and that form is going to be around for a while. And it's just that it's just that media outlet that gets people, you know, to that avenue where you're not you're not just giving them one way, you're giving them, you know, here's the main road, and then you can take whichever way off you want to. If you want to read uh, Half Wheel, you can go that way. If you want to see podcast, here's all these different shows. You know, one of the analytics side on our uh, hosting site it tells where everybody listens to. And one of the things on there is like a web-based form. So you can actually listen to our show from your spot, web-based form, and I can and I can track that. So I can see who's actually listened to our show that's been from your site. Yeah, and it's like, and there's so much good stuff out there. And that's the thing. It's like, you just got, you got to kind of look for it. And honestly, at this point too, it's like, there's so many good YouTube channels and podcasts and whatnot. And like, I used to be a religious podcast listener when I was commuting to work. I used to commute like an hour each way. I've worked from home for the last year. So it's, it's actually like really like 
taken the taken away time that I would normally spend listening. Um, and so I do my best to try to like listen and read, but I can't even, I can't even take it all in, you know, in the time that I have. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I may listen to a, a couple of your, your episodes, but then there'll be a, a, you know, a span of like three weeks that I don't listen, but I'll always get it in there, yeah. you know? Um, so it, it's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm the same way. Cause, and I've started going back into the office over the last month. Um, so I'm going in a couple days a week. So, um, and, and we're talking about going back into the office and because in my commutes, maybe a half hour, both ways. Um, and, and it's weird to go back into the office and try to get back into that flow of, of listening. Cause I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. I've listened, I used to listen to like an audiobook every two weeks and yep. <clears throat> I've listened to like three audiobooks in, in the, the last year. year <laughs> right. And now one of them was a big one, but it's, it's just going, it's like, <clears throat> you know, I, it's, yeah. it's a problem. Right. So Amazon's telling me I'm going to lose my audible credits now. They're like, you have 15 credits. And I'm like, I'm not buying any books. I I don't know what to do. (laughs) I just had to buy, I I had had four um, because my wife also, we share credits. I had four that I just had to buy from my wish list um, because I just crossed my renewal too. (laughs) Um, So I had that same message. um, And uh, so I had to buy some, but now we're traveling back. So I'm listening. uh, again, a little bit, and so I'm catching. I'm getting back on a podcast because I, like, I want to listen to the lady we had on last week, which is uh, Ashes from Ash, which is a great new uh, cigar podcast talking about stories within the cigar industry. And that's right up my alley. That's the kind of stuff I groove on. Um, and uh, but I, you know, it's just without. I mean, we're talking going from five hours a week of time that I'm in my car to zero. Yeah. That's five yep. hours that I just lose yeah. that I have to uh, to listen to something. Well, I've listened to all you, your podcasts because I've never stopped. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's because you. I think are you hit work. on some. You hit on something too, saying stories. So, like, I think podcasts do a and usually podcasts they do a great job storytelling. They're getting like people on for interviews, stuff like that, and you're hearing those stories you lose those stories in a way and a lot of the news and whatnot. And so I think there's an opportunity there. And it's something I keep telling myself, Oh, I'm going to do original editorial content, but there's so many good stories, mm-hmm. whether it's covering the brands themselves that are coming up, the people behind them, like outlets, there are just so many good stories. I think tobacco business, they're doing a good job sticking to like the editorial style where they're actually writing like feature pieces. Yeah. But I would like to see more of that, in, I don't want to say print media, because like you said, print is dying, but I want to see more long-form editorial stuff yeah. um, coverage on, on, on cigars. And I think really the podcast is the first step to get there. So, If you, if you go to a news site, do you like it if, it's, if, if, if your article is in video form, or would you rather read the news article? Because I would rather read the news article. If it's a video, I instantly close it, and I, like, I, I, can find, I, I want to find this in print form or in digital form, but read it myself. It's way easier to scan. I'm kind of with you there. Um, I'm a, I, I would say that I'm a video gamer, but I don't play that much anymore. But um, there's a, you know, a, a game news outlet called IGN that they, oh, yeah. uh, they, they pivoted. Right. And so now they do, I think it's IGN. I'm almost positive. They do a review video, but then the, the the text below it for their review of a game is the same text that was in the video. 
So you're getting it either way. So it's like, oh, you want the pretty visuals and you want the voiceover, then watch the video. But if you just want to like be able to scan and kind of skim the content, yeah. then read the read the text. And so like that's the best of both worlds. And it's like if you're doing videos or like even podcasts, like who knows? Maybe it's get a text transcript a transcription service so you get the the SEO juju and people can skim and read your content. You know? Yeah. So we we tried the trans. Uh, transcription service, but um, apparently uh, one of us mumbles. One of us mumbles, or both. Yeah, it, it, it basically couldn't translate anything Aaron said. It was funny reading it. I was like, "Wow!" Like, right? It was. I just, I just talked in one giant run-on sentence, and yeah. the cadence was horrible. We tried for several episodes. It was, it was funny, um, but uh, yeah. It, so it depends on the story for me because yeah. sometimes if listen if it's editorial i want to scan it so like if it's on you know one of the news like fox or cnn and it, i don't need them to tell me i don't need somebody to read the news to me yeah. but if it's something where you have a guest on like it's you know somebody's making the comments like there's they're interviewing a senator or something i'd yeah. prefer to have I'd li- i want to watch the yep. the particular weasel squeal <laughs> I'd like to see that live. I'd like to see the weasel squeal on, you know, on video. Um, but, um, and that's not party uh, either one. Yeah. Um, but see, and if, it, and if it's like what you were just saying, if it's a news article, I read it backwards. I always read yep. last paragraph first yeah. and then work my way back up. It's just something I've always done. Scan. Like I've, a brand, like I've a brand new book. News. A brand new book. I always read the last page first. I don't know why. Oh, I can't. I can't do that. The, yeah, the, the book's different, but I've but even like cigar cigar reviews, perfect example. So like, Half Wheel writes beautiful cigar reviews. Mm-hmm. The people that taste cigars there will taste cigars like I will never taste cigars. Yeah. And so I'm much like you, Aaron, where I just scroll right to the bottom and I read the summary mm-hmm. because like. If the summary piques my interest enough, I will then scroll up and read for those those nuggets. And that's kind of like, even in the blends, it's like I'm pulling the summaries so you can read the summary section and get the score. I know it's cheating a little bit, but like the average cigar smoker, the average reader is not going to read long form content on the 25 transitions of Barnyard to Molasses to Big Mac yeah. in the cigar. Yeah. It, it, it's like, is it a good cigar? Yes. What are the notes like? Did it burn well? Okay, you gave it a 90. Cool. You know, like that, that is probably enough for 90% of, of the, the audience that is, is intaking that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah I think they want to know what the ranking was. Because if, if you're going to those sites, you more than likely adhere to what they say. You take, you know, you, you take their knowledge at face value. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to, you know, if they, if, if Charlie says like, hey, this, cigar was a 94 you're like okay i'm online i'm i'm on par with him i'll probably like it as well but then there's somewhere like like what you're saying i mean you they break down cigars for everything and if you want a full detailed that's where you kind of have to read the whole thing but you give them just that you give them that sweet spot that that center that center of the cinnamon bun what everybody really longs for what you got to work for that's what you're giving them. You know what I've noticed too, and I know it's like not, it's a little bit off, but the reviews themselves, I think too, is like an industry. Like if you compare the cigar industry reviews to like other reviews, like movies or TV or games or whatever, books even, I think there's, there's a fear 
in cigars to like review something poorly. And I, I have a hard time with that too, because you want to build relationships with these brands. But like, I, I see the reviews every week because I'm grabbing a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, it is very rare. Almost everyone has a hundred point scale or a hundred percent, a hundred percent scale. And it is very rare to see a cigar ever fall below 85. Like I'd say that is the cutoff. And so it's like, why are we afraid to say it's a 60 or it's a 55? Like this one was a 55, but maybe I smoked another one in a level though. And this one was an 80. Um, I, but I never see anything ever go below 85. And I get the, the, probably the difficulty there, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I kind of want to see people like be like, okay, we're going to review this cigar and it's going to be a 70 or it's going to be a 65. You know, I don't know. I think, I think there's a few reviews that we've done because we do, a, we base it off a 10 point scale. And I think there's at least out of 20 that we've done, I think there's two or three that have ranked a 6.5 or so. So out of a hundred, that'd be like a 65. But yep. for some of those, it's been just from like construction issues. It blew up or, or do, or do whatever. But like, the opposite end is like the one that we just did last week was the crook of the crown that ended up being was a nine, four. It's going to sit there for a long time, but at the same time, like I've never seen anybody rank the crook of the crown below that. I mean, it's always going to be a higher one, but also I think like, you know, I, we're not people who do reviews, if you're totally unbiased, you'll, you'll do whatever. But if you're like us and you kind of want to be in bed with the manufacturers, you're not going to rank a bad cigar to begin with. At that time, yep. you're, you're just kind of, you're just doing it on your own nuances. Like, oh, I don't like, you know, grassy so you notes that much. It could be a couple of things. It could be selection bias. You're not yeah. going to rank cigars that are going to naturally fall in the lower end of the scale. Yeah. Or you're just not going to let anything fall below an 85. Yeah. So uh, I agree. You look at a lot of those reviews and you think, boy, I, I just didn't like that cigar as much as you did. I would have rated that cigar lower. I, I think, I, I personally think I get more out of the notes than I get out of the numbers they write mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Because when they yeah. talk about those, you go, eh, I don't really like those notes. Or what you described, Yeah. I, I hear you wrote down an 85, but I, yeah. I hear you describing a 70 to me. Because what you described was a cigar that you didn't really enjoy that much. Um, I also think that within the cigar industry, um, there is a natural inclination to not be overly critical. Yeah. Having said that, there are a couple review viewers out there that their it feel it feels like their main job is to to to, to shit on every cigar that they review. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and and I suppose that's a market. But what what's really needed is somebody. First of all, if we all just did away with rating rankings mm-hmm. and just talked yep. about what we experienced, I don't think the the industry's any worse off. I think we might be better off because then we, you know, would just talk about what we got. I don't buy a cigar because somebody says it's a ninety five versus a ninety two versus an eighty two. Mm-hmm. I because somebody says I'm, I get a lot of chocolate notes out of this and I get some really nice cocoa. Yeah, I think boy, that's a cigar kind that I like. Yeah, like, I mean, everybody knows that Viaje is my all-time favorite brand. If, let's just say, Half Wheel did a review on a Viaje and gave it a zero, that's not going to impact you. Yeah. That's not going to impact me at all. I'm still going (laughs) to buy 
that cigar, I'm more than likely going to buy a box, and then I'll make my own determination. Well, like when Kevin struggled, and I know because I was on when he struggled with his Daniel Mar- uh, Marshall review of that goldy cigar mm-hmm. with the gold leaf, and when it just wouldn't burn. Yeah. I mean, a cigar that basically would not stay lit mm-hmm. and then burned like like charcoal. Yeah. Um, and which has been a pretty common review for that cigar for being a three hundred dollar cigar. As but well. It doesn't matter how yeah. much it costs, but it's been a pretty common review of that cigar. Um, uh, and he struggled with it and gave it an honest review to Kevin's credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've seen people rate that a nine and a nine five, and you're just going, I, I, I just, I understand that people have different experiences and all that yeah. stuff, but <clears throat> you know, it's just, it's, it's a tough. And you got to worry about that because if you start being overly critical of cigars, yeah, um, people are not gonna not gonna follow up with you, right? Yep. So, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think an opportunity there too is, um, and my buddy Lucas over at Oxford Cigars, he 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 thinks about cigars this way: it's like almost on you look at all those contributing factors, and then you come up with it almost like a value scale because that's important, right? Yeah. I think to the the average cigar smokers. Where does it play in terms of value? It could be like a ninety-nine cigar, but a three hundred dollars. Yeah, I I don't know. Does it does it deserve the ninety-nine? I it depends. Yeah. It depends what lens you're looking through. But I'd much rather know like the value score is very high. This is like we were talking about earlier. It's a ten-dollar cigar that hits way above its weight class. Yeah. You know what I mean? That value thing should be off the scale, and I think that would be a way to look at things and say, okay, we're not going to talk about personal preference, whatever. It's just we're going to get down to the value. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tricky, and there's so many people doing cigar reviews right now. So it's it's really really tricky, you know. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's why we try to find the happy medium where we've said before, like this isn't a this is an amazing cigar. I really like it, but I wouldn't pay I wouldn't buy it again because it's X amount. I liked it, but I didn't like it that much. Yeah. But you still give it that ranking yeah. that's due. Yeah. But then you're also truthful. Be like, you know what? For yeah. for twenty two dollars, I would rather buy two eleven dollar cigars. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a, you're getting both points across. Amen. So, Amen. So where can everybody find you uh, online? So uh, you can go to the www, excuse me, www.theblend.news. So it's, it's not a .com, it's a .news, um, but it's short and sweet. You can go there, sign up, uh, comes in every Monday. Um, and then right now we're, we're doing some cool stuff. If we have, we have time to talk about it, I can talk about the event we're planning, but Please yeah. do. Yeah. So what's the event? So uh, I'm doing an event uh, in, here in New England in Massachusetts called Smoked. Uh, it was inspired by this past summer. I was, uh, I was getting friends together each month, like 20, 25 guys, and doing, uh, we would do two cigars, two whiskeys, and uh, barbecue slash smoked meats, mostly smoked meats, um, do it once a month. And so I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm doing the cigar stuff. I really want to like meet some of these people that are in the area that I've been talking to you know, uh, people are getting vaccines, like people are going out again. I'm going to do an event. So it's not huge. You know, it's, it's 150 people. If, if we can get higher, depending on the state limits, you know, we get higher, but you know, it's called smoked. Um, the website for that is www.wesmoked.com. Um, and it, it's basically, you get, you get 10 cigars, you get two drinks, you get, um, all you can eat barbecue, should be a good time. We're gonna have like coffee vendors there, uh, you know, different whiskey companies, uh, beer companies. It's gonna be a good time. So that's a that's a uh, a new roll of the dice for me too. Is uh, you know, I was like, I'm gonna do an event. You know, haven't done it before, but just taking more stuff on. Yeah. So where is it at? 
It's in Massachusetts in a, a town called Rehoboth. It's a nice outdoor venue. Oh, that sounds amazing. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's a great idea. That sounds like fun. Thanks. <laughs> so what? Uh, and so that, wow, that sounds cool. When, what, what's the date? May 22nd. So oh. uh, tickets are on sale on the website. Um, they're 100 bucks right now. Uh, they're going to go up to 105 next month. Um, and if anyone wants to come out, uh, anyone that's listening, if you're, you know, you want to come and you want to attend as just a cigar smoker, come on down. If you have a brand or a store or whatever, I am game for anyone that wants to come. It's really just looking forward to meeting more people and getting to smoke cigars. So, cool. so, so $100 gets you 10 cigars, two drinks, and barbecue? <laughs> yep. I mean, that's... And a, and a t-shirt. I mean, God, oh, good God. That's, yeah, everybody needs to... Uh, to Sign up on. When's the last time they can? De- what's the deadline to uh, to get that going? I mean, I'm going until I can sell out, and then I probably the cutoff's going to be probably like ten days before the event. So. All right, yeah. If you, if you have any, uh, if you have uh, visual stuff too, uh, send it my way, and I'll put it on. Uh, I'll put it on our Instagram and stuff. So. Oh, I'd love that. That's awesome. Yeah, send it my way. www.wesmoked.com. Yep. Awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it'll be, it's fun. I tell you, we've had a couple, uh, get togethers with some of our, uh, listeners and some of our friends. Um, in this time when get togethers aren't, um, okay, it, it's been, they're becoming uh, okay. They're becoming okay. Um, it was a little emotional to actually get together with people and be together and smoked. And I, yeah. um, I, I imagine you're going to experience the same sort of thing. Um, and that sounds like a totally badass idea, and I I love it. Yeah, and I love I, would, I love the idea. I would definitely, you know, if we're up in the New England area, I would definitely do that. So if yeah. You, so anybody in the New England area, definitely check that out because a it sounds like hell of a deal first, <laughs> and then it just sounds awesome. I mean, it's, it sounds totally awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not in it to make any money. I'm, I want everyone to get good <laughs> stuff. That is the goal. Oh, it sounds <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a it sounds like a bargain. Yeah, uh, and it sounds like a ton of fun, and uh, that's an amazing idea. Yeah, so everybody, make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Um, it is it is nice because you get the newsletter on yeah. Monday, and with you know because it does have the the show list of a bunch of different podcasts on there. Um, everybody kind of drops at different times or different days of the week, so it's it's like the week behind, but you get. Like good the, listening. Yeah, you get the listening We're from like since we drop on Fridays, you know, burn down guys drop on Fridays as well. You have guys that drop on Wednesdays and then Thursdays. So you have a full list nice. to get I you through the week. List. So Yeah. I feel stupid that I didn't sign up on my personal account before this because <laughs> I use that email sort of aggregation service at work so heavily to, for the the exact reason that you talk about of simplifying getting your news yeah um it's it's uh it's just it's a brilliant idea anytime you make something user-friendly it i mean the the masses are gonna are going to uh like it and it's just that's all it is great idea so where's the uh, the your instagram is just the blend right I think it's the blend news. The blend I'm not news. cool enough to get the blend. Someone probably already has that, but right. I'm the blend news. That seems like something somebody would have grabbed about ten years ten ago. Ten years ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The dot com. So I, I actually I found the the blend dot com, and uh, it was owned by this like food truck company in New York, and they weren't even using it right. And I like tracked down the business, and I was like, "Hey, can I like buy this domain from you?" And I, I knew it was like a fat chance that I'm like 
can I buy it? And they're like, well, yeah, like we don't even know we own it. I'm like, yeah, you guys own it. I like looked it up. Um, and I was like, I'll give you guys like 200 bucks for it. And they were like, all right, we'll get back to you. They come back to me. And they, of course they go to like GoDaddy or whatever. They're like, GoDaddy says that it's worth like $500,000. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, you guys uh, have a good time. And like, sure enough, now it's like listed at auction for like $500,000. So, um, yeah. So that's why it's the blend.news. Yeah. Well, I think the blend.news is better. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you, you know what you're getting in the title. Yep. How about that? Yeah. News, news, news. (laughs) Um, and, and then I've got just, you know, keep an eye out. It's good to get in early because I'm really trying to think of more ways to kind of help this. I, I don't want to say help, but more tools for the SCAR community. Like yeah. that's what I'm, I'm trying to think of myself as utility. And so I've got some other stuff cooking. I don't want to give too much away, but I've been like slaving away at some other stuff to try to like help people in other ways, whether it's like viewing reviews or shopping, things like that. So, you know, cool. I'm, I'm only one guy, yeah. but I'm trying to do some cool stuff. Awesome. awesome. Well, sounds good. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you're like us as well, where you're, you'll take constructive criticism. You know, oh, yeah. Li- yeah. Tell people how we can do it better. You want people to tell you how you can do it better or what, you know, make it more streamlined, more easy, more user friendly. I mean, it's yeah, we're all in the same on that one. So. Yep. Well, I don't have a million dollars butt question because we're recording at our at my house tonight, so it's uh, it's left at the lounge. But I will say, for our first show outside, it's been pretty nice. Like, it's been nice. No I've crow, this. no crow or owl has been in the back. You know, yeah. it's been a the nice ambient lighting out here. Still, still nice. got the game going on. No yeah. more Miley Cyrus, but it's back to a UCLA. There's only one helicopter. Only one helicopter. One helicopter. <laughs> two cars. No, one car, one motorcycle. It's pretty, it's not bad. You not know, bad. I was I was debating. I was like, do I cut that out? Be like, nah. Let's give them the full full, Im- full, full immersion yeah. experience. Like yeah. this is what it's like. So yeah. uh, this has been awesome. Yeah, we're getting, we're we're bringing like a, a little cigar pulpit to our show. Exactly. I'm gonna have to remember to wear <laughs> pants next time and and a sweatshirt. <laughs> that's why that's why I put my hoodie on before we started because I'm, I'm a giant. And I get cold. Yeah, I'm so. a little cold now. All right. Well, Evan, thank you so much for coming on this and everything. Is awesome. And uh, if there's anything that we can do on our side, you know, just let, let us know. Everybody who listens to us, make sure you register with the website, uh, theblend.news. You'll get some uh, awesome info every Monday. You can check out all the reviews that they do, the yep. news, uh, multiple podcasts, uh, you know, friends of the industry that we that we know in the uh, in the broadcasting game. So there's plenty of stuff out there for the cigar consumer, for the cigar aficionado, for the fake aficionados, for everybody in between. Yeah, there's there's a place to go. Yeah. So hey, and thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I feel like uh, I feel like I, like I've reached the pinnacle. I'm like a rock star now. This is <laughs> you this, are you guys have made me legitimate. So thank you. The conversation was fantastic. Anytime you walk into something like this, you're like, what if I, what if I don't know what to say? But no, this was this was. This was awesome. So hey, thank like, you. You were great. Thank you were you guys natural. for having me. You're natural. Yeah, yeah, this was a ton of fun. <laughs> and whenever, whenever you get to the point of you got new stuff rolling out and you, you let the, us the, know. the stuff that you, you didn't want to talk about just yet, just let us know and you'll be back on. Yep. I love it. Love thanks it. for all you do. The, your idea is yeah. spot on. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, thanks for what you're doing for the industry because it is. It's it's a You're a one-man crew, and it's that's a lot to do. Yep. Yeah, if anyone wants to come volunteer, oh my God, if someone wants to help me, oh, 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 uh, I'll send you cigars, whatever. You know, you just, you just, you, you let me know. Yeah, I think you might get taken up on that. <laughs> so, 
All right. Well, uh, we will see everybody next week. Be good. Later.